Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome. Good afternoon. It is Beamer in for Bowerly on this Thursday on News Radio 930. WBEN, happy to be with you for the next four hours. We have a lot to get into, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Ho- uh, happy, again, that you are with us there for the texter I said again again for the first time in the show. I am broadcasting live from home today, and we'll start right there. Uh, we've done many shows on my car issues, right? And we've done... Um, Numerous shows on that. Well, I have a more reliable car now, which is very nice. And um, but and my wife has a reliable car as well, but she's having some work done to her car. So uh, during the week, we had access to my mom's car. I'm very thankful uh, to my mom, to my dad, to my parents for uh, always allowing us to borrow a car. Today, my mom's back from Richmond, Virginia. She had to have her car to go to work. Uh, so the car issue was or the car thing was an issue today. So for a day broadcasting live from the apartment in Williamsville and uh, very thankful to my bosses, the management staff, and to Josh uh, for making this possible uh, to do today. Back in the studio tomorrow, and we've got a great setup here. I've got um, a cup of coffee. I've got a soda. I've got a bowl of cereal and a thing of water. So we are ready to broadcast some entertaining radio to you. Um, I just want to get started with Look Outside. Look outside today. The sun is out. It looks beautiful, right? I mean, it looks like it's 60 degrees outside. Now, it's not 60 degrees outside, but it looks warm. It's only 38. But it looks – I'm watching a Mets spring training on the TV in front of me, and I'm looking out my window, and it looks like it's just as warm outside as it is in uh, uh, St. Lucie, Florida. Spring is almost here, and, you know, the signs of spring are all around us. I already mentioned spring training baseball. You've got uh, St. Patrick's Day stuff. As soon as you walk into whatever grocery store it is that you shop at, as soon as you walk in, you have St. Patrick's Day stuff all over. It is fish fry season, which means it's the Lent season, which means we are counting down to Easter, which is another benchmark of spring. And, oh, by the way, Easter, the Easter Bunny is now um, at the mall taking 
your wishes for this Easter season and what it is you want for Easter. And the one that we always forget is on its way, the one that we always dread when it's finally here. Do you guys know what Sunday is? Does anyone know what Sunday, March 12th is? Josh, back at the studio, do you know what happens Sunday morning? I feel like I should, but I don't. It's, it's something you dread every year that comes out of nowhere. You always forget it's about to happen. I forget a lot of things over the year. We are losing an hour on Sunday, March 12th. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did see that on the calendar. We are oh, springing yeah. forward. It is, we dread it every year. And then, you know, for uh, two weeks after that, Josh, we are going to hear stories and, and hear every, all, all, this, all these studies on how it takes us a month to recover from the loss of that one hour. We love gaining an hour in November. We hate losing that hour in March. Takes me more than a month, I can tell you that. <laughs> Takes me up until we gain it back in the fall. Uh, it, you really can feel that hour. Like if you have an actual job and have to get going, even though you're going to sleep in that extra hour on Sunday, right? Most people will. You're still going to feel that hour. And next week, I'm telling you, people are going to be miserable next week. So that is the dreaded sign that spring is on the way, that spring is here. That's one of the negatives of spring. The other things are very positive, right? Easter, Lent season, fish fry season, the warm weather. Unfortunately, we are going to lose that hour uh, come next week. So I thought I'd let you know now. Prepare you on Thursday for what's going to happen while you're sleeping on Sunday. Just Let's just hope that Lucas and Randy get the memo so they're still on the air at 8 o'clock uh, this Sunday morning. By the way, it's a big day. A big day for the University of Buffalo. That's right. Uh, University of Buffalo on the map here in western New York. Big day because tonight the UB Bulls take on the Akron Zips in the MAC tournament. That's right. Big day for the UB Bulls. They've had an up-and-down season, right? They finished a game under 500. However, if they get hot in this tournament, they could still punch a ticket to the NCAA tournament. So that starts tonight, 6.30, against the Akron Zips. Go UB. Don't let us down, UB Bulls. And you can hear that game live on The Bet 1520. So big day for the University of Buffalo with uh, the UB Bulls in action. All right. So as I mentioned, a lot of stuff going on. And I want to start on this because tomorrow we are going to carry um, the funeral of fallen Buffalo fighter, fire. Uh, Jason Arno, and you, we're seeing today is is the uh, the wake has begun. Uh, that'll be happening from two to eight at Amagon Funeral Home, and you've heard the audio. We've got people coming in from out of town. Firefighters from all over the country are coming to pay their respects. And tomorrow we will see um, the funeral procession. We will um, see the streets lined with people paying their final respects to this hero. Jason Arno, um, and we are reminded of the men and women who every day go to work and risk their life for your safety. And um, it, it's, you know, we said this last week, it, it is sad that it takes, uh, it takes the death of one of these heroes to be reminded. Um, but we are going to have this for you tomorrow, uh, all morning, 
here on WBEN as we pay our final respects to Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno. Again, public calling hours uh, began 18 minutes ago, and we're hoping to hear from Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown, and um, he is going to give comments after paying his respects. Also, Father Paul uh, Father Paul uh, Sile will be there as well. Um, so an emotional day tomorrow as we um, remember the life of Jason Arno, 37 years old, died battling that blaze uh, on Main Street in Buffalo just last week. And, you know, uh, David was talking about this uh, during his show in the final hour, and it does bring back memories of, um, uh, of police officer Laner's funeral and the coverage we brought you for that. Um, it's going to be very similar to that, uh, following through the city of Buffalo from the Amigon, I believe it starts, the church, and then to Forest Lawn uh, for his final resting place. So, again, we'll have that live for you tomorrow, and we'll be talking about that tomorrow afternoon. A very uh, somber day and paying our final respects to a hero. And as I said last week, every day is the right day to thank the hero in your life, to thank the firefighters, police officers, EMTs, military, these people who every day they clock in the work, all right? They go to work, and they know in a second they could be heading somewhere, putting their life on the line for someone they don't even know. And um, that was the case with Jason Arno last week. And uh, God bless him and his family. Obviously, we've been, we will uh, continue. We're thinking of them, continue thinking of them uh, through this tough time. And um, we'll be paying our final respects again tomorrow. Public calling hours today, 2 to 8 at Am I Gone Funeral Home, 1132 Delaware Avenue. And like I said, a lot of people in from out of town uh, to pay their final respects. Um, so we'll keep our eye on that. We, again, we are hearing from the mayor at 2.30. Uh, he will give his comments on everything that's happened in the last week. And I believe uh, the fire uh, commissioner will be there as well. Um, and Grima and um, the police commissioner will be there as well. So you'll hear from all three of uh, those men around 2.30 after they pay their final respects at the public calling hours at Amigon Funeral Home. Our Brayton Wilson is there, and uh, we will hear from him, uh, I think, starting at the bottom of the hour news with Tom Puckett. I think. I don't know. I don't want to promise that, but I believe uh, we will hear from Brayton at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so... Stay tuned for that. We will bring that to you again tomorrow starting at 9.50. Uh, David Bellavia, Brian Mazarowski will have the coverage for you. Our Jimmy Stelliano is down there. He will be down there again tomorrow. Uh, also covering this, Brayton will be down there. Max will be down there. It is team coverage of, uh, of the funeral of Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno live here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And like I said, tomorrow afternoon we'll go more in depth. And uh, also something I, I did last week that, I, um, that I, I'd like to do tomorrow, um, and, and that is giving a shout-out to the heroes in your life, uh, I, I think would be um, a nice way to, uh, to spend tomorrow afternoon uh, as we talk about the life of Jason Arno. So 
Stay tuned for that tomorrow here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And I am sorry, I am uh, texting as I host, and that's never a, a good thing. Now, today, I want to get into something that I saw on social media. And this was from a local business, a local pizzeria. And this is a proposal from State Senator Sean Ryan, okay? And Sean Ryan has proposed three things, okay? In a press conference Tuesday, State Senator Sean Ryan, along with community members, are pushing for three policies that they say will fight inflation. Now, the other two uh, uh, policies they're pushing are for a future topic. But State Senator Sean Ryan is calling for a raise to the wage to gradually increase the minimum wage. Right now, you know, we're on this gradual uh, raise to $15 an hour. State Senator Sean Ryan would like to see the minimum wage be at twenty-one twenty-five by 2027. Now, I am all for people going to work um, and working their way up and, and making a livable wage. But my understanding of minimum wage jobs are part-time jobs, are jobs that aren't supposed to be a livable wage. Now, like I said yesterday, every now and then we have to step out of our comfort zone. Every now and then we have to step out of our echo chambers. And I, I realize there are people out there who disagree with what I just said. There are people out there who agree with State Senator Sean Ryan. And I look to the Siena Research Poll when they polled New York voters on certain budget proposals. I'm sorry, certain proposals within the budget. And there was a question that said basing increases in New York's minimum wage on the rate of inflation. Now, a majority of voters in New York State approve that. 82% of Democrats, 59% of Republicans, 57% of independents. But what State Senator Sean Ryan is pushing is a raise to 2125. Minimum wage to be 2125. And now if you're out there and you make minimum wage, minimum wage, you're probably saying, oh, that sounds pretty good. But if you're out there making minimum wage, what is the chance that by the time the wage gets to 21-25, your job exists? And that's what local business owners are saying after hearing this proposal from Sean Ryan. And I want to get into what local business owners are saying, but I also want to hear from you. At 803-0930, star 930, and I'm extremely interested in hearing from business owners listening to this station, small business owners. What a raise to 2125 would do to your business. Just a few days ago, we talked about how places can't find employees, right? We talked about that. You see the now hiring signs all over the place. But at 2125, how many of those places hiring now are going to be able to look for more help? You're upset now when you go to a restaurant and it's closed at 8 because they don't have the employees. If, you're, if an employer is, playing, is paying 2125 to a minimum wage employee, how many of those places are going to be able to open seven days a week? 
803-0930, star 930. There are business leaders in the community pushing back on this. We have some quotes from them. I will bring that to you. I will break this down for you. But I also want to hear from you in the audience. And uh, business owners, those who know finance better than me at 803-0930, star 930. Because, again, a majority of, of New Yorkers say, hey, the minimum wage should, go, should, should fluctuate with inflation. That's not what State Senator Sean Ryan's saying. State Senator Sean Ryan is calling for a gradual raise that would raise it seven more dollars from where it is right now. This is following the pandemic that hurt or ruined many businesses in New York State. It is my opinion that continuing to raise the minimum wage will hurt or ruin even more businesses in New York State. Do you agree or disagree? 803-0930, star 930. Beamer in for Bowerly, taking your calls after this on News Radio 930 WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. So happy to be with you this very sunny Thursday afternoon. It is 236 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope you're having an enjoyable day. If your day is almost over, hopefully you have some fun plans for tonight. Keep the keep the fun going. Um, but whatever it is you're doing, hopefully you're enjoying your Thursday. Before we get back to the topic, I saw something very interesting. You know me. I like to throw little things in when we come back from break. And we'll get back to the topic in a second. But I saw something very interesting. And I almost can't believe that this person would say this. But we all remember the Oscars last year, right? When Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And then he uh, said, you know, you know what he said. I can't say it on the air. Um, and then Chris Rock had his Netflix special, special over the weekend, and he spent a little over eight minutes on Will Smith. Funny stuff if you haven't seen it. Well, according to the New York Post, Smith feels that Netflix made a distasteful move airing Rock's special. This is the guy who, in the middle of the Oscars, walked up and slapped him in the face. He thinks that Netflix is the one that made the distasteful move. Are you kidding me? Does he realize how tone-deaf that sounds? The distasteful move was walking up there and slapping Chris Rock. I'm amazed he was able to wait almost a year before he did some material on it. I, I, I just I can't believe that, <laughs> that Will Smith would say that. According to a source, Will apologized to Chris and would like Chris to let it go. Well, maybe you should have thought of that before you walked up on national television. I'm sorry, international television, and slapped Chris Rock. I, I just think maybe Will Smith should just sit this one out. You walked up there, you slapped him, you yelled what you yelled. Guess what? He's not going to let it go. And he shouldn't let it go. You should just stay quiet. You were in the wrong here. But I thought that was interesting, and I saw that in the post today and had to share that with you. 8030930, star 930 is the number to get on. If you'd like to join us, we're talking about State Senator Sean Ryan's proposal to increase minimum wage to 21.25 by the year 2027. Now, right now, we are currently on this gradual raise. This was put in by former Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo to go to $15 an hour, right? We're at 14.20 right now is the minimum wage. By the way, I'm only 34. When I worked a minimum wage job, I was making seven twenty-five. And guess what? In two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when I was making seven twenty-five, I was pretty freaking happy making seven twenty-five. I was having fun making seven twenty-five an hour. It was a high school slash college job. I worked some hours. I made tips as well. I was a pizza delivery guy. But I didn't have. You know, that wasn't my job. That wasn't my, my living wage job. You know, I have a part-time job now. I don't go there for a living wage. That's my part-time job. That's my fun money. I always say I, I work a second job for my fun money. When I think of part-time jobs, when I think of jobs that pay minimum wage, I'm thinking of jobs that either are very entry level and you work your way up or it's a part-time job, you know, retail. You've got full-time people. I used to work full-time in retail, as you know. But you know what? When I took a full-time job there, I worked my way up. I was uh, floor 
uh, floor associate. Then I worked my way up to I worked my way up to all the way to a lead position, right? I had I was a key holder. I was a lead position. You work your way up. Minimum wage at the very most is a is an entry level a starting wage. But for most people, they have a minimum wage job if they're again in high school in college, or if they have a secondary job. And that's why a lot of places, a lot of restaurants are able to keep their prices so low because, yeah, we've got some people that are working part-time here. If minimum wage goes up to twenty-one twenty-five, do you think that $8 pizza slice special is still going to be there? Do you think you're going to be able to get your two slices and a can of Coke for 8 bucks? I mean, this is how businesses are able to, are able to thrive. Yeah, you have a few full-time employees. You have managers, right? You've got a few full-time uh, counter positions if we're talking about a restaurant. But everything else is, is part-time. Now, Sean Ryan, in his, um, in his uh, proposal here, and I, I want to thank uh, Pesci's Pizza on Facebook. They posted this on their Facebook page this morning. So I'm actually going to go to what they said first, and then I'm going to build off that. Again, if you have a, if you have a um, comment on this, 803-0930, star 930. Pesci's Pizza said, we don't normally get involved in politics, but this is complete lunacy from a Western New York senator. $21 minimum wage within four years. We've already seen a 50% increase in minimum wage since 2016. Keep that in mind. This would simply put a lot of people out of business, or your large pizza will be $40. I find it interesting, the people who support increasing the minimum wage are the same people that are talking about, uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase what I'm going to say. The people talking about wanting to get a minimum wage, you know, a livable wage to make comfortable life for everybody, uh, or make comfortable life, make life comfortable for everybody. But here's the thing, you raise minimum wage to 21 25 and like Pesci said, my pizza's $40. And okay, you can make the argument, well, pizza's a luxury. Maybe uh, you, you skip the pizza every now and then. Okay, but what about my groceries? You know, so many people got upset a few weeks ago when Brian and I were talking about the self-checkout at the grocery store. People were getting so upset about that. Oh, you're taking jobs away from people. Am I? Or is it the actions of people like State Senator Sean Ryan who want to raise the, the minimum wage to twenty one twenty five? What's more likely to make Wegmans have less cashiers? Me not using them when I have three items? Or Sean Ryan making Wegmans pay their employees twenty-one twenty-five, And that includes the part-timer. That includes the high school student who's, who's working their first job. I'm going to say that the, this legislation is going to get rid of more cashiers. This legislation will have more self-checkout. Now, as Pesci's Pizza mentions in their Facebook post this morning, they, uh, State Senator Sean Ryan referenced McDonald's. Now, I don't know if you've been to McDonald's lately. As you know, I go around, I drive, or I, I do food deliveries, and, and I'm in McDonald's quite often uh, picking up people's orders. McDonald's is not what it used to be 20 years ago. Remember, in McDonald's 20 years ago, you'd walk up, it was a counter full of cashiers, a counter full of cash registers. That's what was there. Why? Because you'd walk up there and you'd tell a person what you wanted. You go to McDonald's now, if you want to verbally give your order to somebody, you have to wait for somebody to come out of the kitchen and see you at the cash register. 
There's only one, by the way, because McDonald's now are lined with self, uh, self-order machines because they've cut employees. Now, you can say they're cu- they've cut employees because they can't find employees, and I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I'm going to say that doubling minimum wage over the last six years might also have something to do with less employees on the other side of the counter. So you want to talk about, oh, jobs, and Joe, you're taking jobs away because you use the self-checkout at Dollar General. Again, I'm going to say that's not me. I think it's going to be very difficult to find a human cashier at any store if minimum wage goes up to 21.25. And again, let's focus on that. So not only do I believe this will take jobs away from people, you talk about how raising the minimum wage is, is giving a better life to, to people. It's giving a living wage. It's also going to take jobs away. You know, as I mentioned, yeah, a lot of the, these minimum wage jobs are part-time jobs or very low entry-level jobs. But if minimum wage is twenty-one twenty-five, who are these companies going to cut? They're going to cut people who are part-time employees, but they're also going to probably cut some management positions to make up for twenty-one twenty-five an hour. Now let's let's go back to the grocery store. Twenty-one twenty-five. I think it's a given that you'll already have. You know, right now you've got. It depends where you go to the grocery store. Let's say Wegmans on Transit, for an example. You have four rows of self-checkout, three to a row, okay? Am I crazy to think that if this goes into effect, by 2027, that's going to be 10 or 12 rows of self-checkout? and maybe one or two humans actually checking people out, companies can't afford this. And this isn't me talking. These are business owners talking. I thought New York was business friendly. I thought New York was the place to bring your business. Didn't I see that commercial during a Mets game once? Instead, we're taking jobs away and we're we're closing businesses. And again, let's go back to the pandemic. What do all the business owners who lost their business during the pandemic, what do they get from our elected officials? Ah, sorry, it was a tough time. That's all they got. They got a simple apology in the state of the state address or a simple apology in, you know, a county briefing. Well, it was a tough time. But guess what? If you've made it through COVID, right? If your business survived COVID, now you have the opportunity to pay your employees at least twenty-one twenty-five an hour. I'll tell you, if I was a if I was someone who was working at a at a job that was that had entry level minimum wage employees, I'd be fearing my job if this went into effect. And what about the people who have built their have, have built their, themselves up? How about the people now who make twenty-one twenty-five? Now they're going to be minimum wage employees? I mean, could you imagine if you were in high school and you went and got your high school job, whatever it was, 
and your starting pay was twenty one twenty five. I mean, again, put yourself in that perspective. Most minimum wage employees are either in high school, in college, or just out of college. And, I mean, I hate to be this way, and maybe this sounds insensitive. And, again, if you disagree with me, 803-0930, starting at 30, just like yesterday. Uh, I really enjoyed yesterday's conversation. We had people of all different opinions calling in, and that's what I want on this. If you disagree with me, if you think I sound insensitive when I'm saying Call in. Again, don't post something on social media. Don't post a blog. Call in. Use your voice. But I got to tell you right now, if I was working a minimum wage job at 34, at 34 years old, you know, maybe it's time to get a new job. If I'm working a, a minimum wage job and I'm looking for a livable wage, and my employer is not moving me up. We talked about this earlier in the week. Finding a job that you can climb the ladder. If I was at a job where I was not climbing the ladder, guess what? I'd probably leave that job. I'd probably start looking for new employment. If I've been with a company for so many years and I'm still making minimum wage, I can't just expect the company to start giving me a raise. And I really can't expect the state that's not the state's job. If my employer doesn't find the reason to give me a, a raise, there's one of two things. I can ask myself, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I climb up the pay structure? And number two, maybe this isn't the job for me. Maybe I need to go seek new employment. We heard from so many people you know, I've, I've done numerous shows on finding a new employer, finding a new job because you're not happy where you are. So many people, they put themselves out there. They use their free time to find a new job. Can you imagine? And now you're going to go to a, go somewhere and the state's going to say, hey, by the way, you've got to pay twenty one twenty five now. Well, guess what? You're probably out of a job. 803-0930, star 930. Let's uh, go to the phones. Let's go to Debbie in West Seneca. Hey, Debbie, thanks for hanging on. No problem. Hi. Um, I don't know that anybody's brought this up yet, but I, I'm a parent and I have two adult children with disabilities. And so people with disabilities, intellectual disabilities, aren't going to be able to typically, and I'm not categorizing everybody, but typically get more than an entry-level job. I think the statistics are people with intellectual disabilities, 73% are unemployed. It's very hard. My two children both have wonderful little part-time jobs. My son works at McDonald's, and he was used, but because they receive Social Security, um, Social Security, uh, SSI, whatever the I stands for, uh, to help with their income, and then they get the Social Security disability, there are limits to how much money they are allowed to make per month. And so at one point, my son during COVID, he was one that was able to work through the whole thing because he's out of high school and doesn't have anything else. He was working 22 to 23 hours a week. But when the minimum wage popped up, when, his, when he, they had to pay him 15, I begged them, please don't give him a raise. They, when they had to bump him up to 15, he was then he had to back down to 17 hours a week because they can't make he'll lose that safety net of mm. that protection of that in, in 
income that, I mean, he can't live on McDonald's, right? We just said we can't live on that. You, you need more, and that's what that Social Security is supposed to be, especially for people with disabilities. So now every time they raise that, a, a, a person with a disability doesn't have a, a big social network, and they don't have a lot of things going on. So their job is like the, the brightest spot of their day. And now all of a sudden with both my kids, we have to say, okay, we have, and they're so desperate for workers, he'd work 50 hours a week. If, if he could, I'm sure they right. would. I mean, he's taking out garbage. He's, he's not, doesn't have this fancy job at all, but they need all hands on deck because they don't have anybody. But every time these politicians raise the minimum wage, they are really hurting the people that are, aren't allowed to make because of that much per month. And so now, you know, this is going to make, he's going to be down to 10 hours a week. That's a great point, Debbie. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I don't think the minimum wage should go up at all. But it, it's also interesting that that number doesn't fluctuate with the minimum wage, knowing that so many people are in that position. Right. And I mean, I beg, I said, please don't give him a raise. Every time I go, no, no, no. He loves this. Volunteer. We would let him volunteer here. Don't, don't. We're, none of this is about the money because he's going to lose I die, he doesn't, I mean, he needs that insurance, he needs all that stuff, so please don't, and, and obviously they, they have to. It's the law. Debbie, I was told it's New York State, they don't have a choice. Debbie, that's a great point. That's a great point. And let me tell you, if State Senator Sean Ryan ever comes on Hardline, I am asking him that exact question. I really appreciate the call. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That is Debbie in West Seneca opening a line for you at 803-0930, star 930. Josh, let's go to line two and speak with Brian in Grimsby. Brian, good afternoon. Grimsby, Ontario. Yeah, Canadian perspective. Oh, okay. Brian, um, uh, go right. Well, number one, what's your minimum wage up in Canada? Uh, we're up to 15, I think, 45, which is probably oh, wow. $1,000 an hour American, but... <laughs> Um, I, I've, I'm 58. I, I've got three college degrees. I'm an exterminator. I make good money, but I, I, I invested in my future. My kids did. My wife did. She's a nurse. Uh, this is the screaming, yelling thing that everyone does who hears these arguments that are so uh, singular. If you're 39 and you've got five kids and you're divorced or your, your husband's not helping and you're at McDonald's, you're not supposed to make $30 an hour. You made a mistake. I, I know it sounds awful to say. If you develop no skills, no abilities, nothing, and you made a ton of mistakes in your life, McDonald's, Harvey's, well, we only have Harvey's in Canada, but you know what I mean? Domino's Pizza it's not their obligation that all you can do is put coffee in a cup at a Tim Hortons, a burger in a bag. You develop no skills and you made bad mistakes. I know it sounds awful to say, but you're not supposed to be that and earning that much money. So human civilization, governments and everything else are not obligated to make sure that they help you you should have had family and structure and you should have had an intact family you didn't you made them you made mistakes i mean it sounds harsh and everything else but how on earth can a company who 
sells hamburgers pay 20 what are you guys looking for 2125 an hour american 2125 an hour yeah i mean goodbye to the dollar menu in a bag to put a burger in a bag like yeah. i i make 23 dollars an hour canadian and i've gone to college and i'm i'm an exterminator i have a license i have a truck i have i have chemical licenses and I, I do pest control, and I make a couple of bucks more an hour Canadian. It's not a company's responsibility if you haven't made good decisions in life to then give you a living wage. If you have to work two or three jobs, where's your family? Where's your husband? Where's your ex-husband? Where's the father of your children? That's the responsibility. That's the problem we have in society. We make it the responsibility of these introductory jobs and we're trying to tell mcdonald's and and tim hortons to pay people if they pay that think about that then your big mac is going to be 17 dollars yeah uh you know that then your your tim hortons coffee is going to be 16 dollars yeah for a large double double on Right. A large, yeah. yeah, we always do double-double. That's our thing in Canada, right? <laughs> so people don't understand and they don't think about that. It's like it, it, on your heart, it's like, yeah, this poor woman who was three, four kids and she's working two Tim Hortons jobs and a McDonald's job. Well, something happened to make her that way. I, we can't fix that and we can't industrialize it and make sure that that no one ever falls because we don't. Why don't we just have a living wage? I mean, they've been talking about it in Canada for years, like a fifty thousand dollar. Everyone makes fifty thousand dollars. There's been or universal wage in Canada, universal wage. I'm sure there's a moment in, in the states, and Bernie Sanders has said that. It's like, well, how do you do that? Then, then everything you go to, every product you purchase is going to be reflective of that, and then. How is that fair for people who have put time and energy into, into licenses and education? The plumbers, the electricians in Canada and in the States, those guys have gone through years of, 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 of doing all their jobs, and they're going to just have to pay the same and get paid the same as someone who made mistakes or didn't, wasn't motivated. They, they yep. weren't motivated. They just, they, that's not, it's, it's not true internal fairness. You can't hey, Brian, just say I, that. I appreciate the call. We're up against we're up against the break. I, I'm going to comment on a few things you said, but I really appreciate the call. Opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930. Brian mentioned working several jobs, right? Working two or three, piecing two or three jobs together. Guess what? I did that at the very beginning of my radio career. I'll talk about that. Hopefully hear from you at 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly, live from the Williamsville studios here on WPEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.